Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 72. A huge rock concert is announced for Allegiant Stadium. Hint, it's in August, not in the November rain. (laughs) Ooh, and finally, a date is set for the Electric Daisy Carnival. Conventions pick up business on the Strip, and you'll have to pay a pretty penny to park at Allegiant Stadium for Raiders games. And in our exclusive poll, what are you willing to pay for parking? We asked and you've responded. Plus, our 4th of July is going to look a little bit like New Year's Eve. We'll explain what that's all about. Let's spin that wheel. Thanks for pushing play on Vegas Revealed. After an absolutely jam-packed Memorial Day weekend, we're already looking ahead to the next insanely packed holiday weekend here in Las Vegas. Thanks for listening. I'm Sean McAllister. And I'm Dana Roselli, and Sean is talking about the 4th of July, which is always a big event. It's in the middle of summer. Well, it's it's the middle of our summer because we've already been hot for months. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, 4th of July, always a big deal, especially when it does land on a weekend. And this year, it's on a Sunday. Yeah, and it's going to be a 4th of July like we've really never seen here in Las Vegas before. Usually, down on the Strip, there might be a property or two that decide to set off fireworks on their own. Mm -hmm. But this year, there's going to be a big concerted effort to let all of Las Vegas and the entire world know that we are back. That's right. It's it's something that they're going to do that uh, to me resembles New Year's Eve. Yeah. On New Year's Eve, you know, and I don't know, it doesn't say uh, in the details if they're going to actually close down like the strip to actual driving traffic or not, but they are having a fireworks show at 11 p.m. and a number of resorts, including Aria, Caesars Palace, Planet Hollywood, Resorts World, The Strat, and Treasure Island and the Venetian all taking part in this coordinated fireworks display off the rooftops at 11 p.m. So this is, like you said, Dana, what we would normally see on New Year's Eve with so many properties doing this coordinated fireworks show. So I would imagine that they would have to close down the strip. Right, or a section where people can stand and look up, you know, at least of that. I mean, because Caesars Palace usually does fireworks, but I think it's like shortly after it gets dark. So this 11 p.m. time is interesting. It is, and usually uh, Caesars will have kind of a a VIP party Mm -hmm. for for their players, their whatever, (laughs) out at the pool. Yeah. They'll have a a place sectioned off where, uh, you know, they'll have invited guests come and watch the fireworks that are being shot off. And of course, you can see them if you're standing down on the strip somewhere. But usually there's traffic and hopefully that's not going to be the case this year. Well, it's interesting because they are celebrating the return of live entertainment. And they are also just listing off, you know, all the shows that Las Vegas has coming to town, uh, the shows that are in town that weekend. And I wonder if because some of those shows will be taking place at around that nine o'clock ish time when it's first dark. Um, that they want to wait till those are over, you know, because Bruno Mars is playing at Park MGM and then Miley Cyrus is doing this performance over at Resorts World. And apparently we're going to be able to see it 
because they have a huge screen on the outside of the building and the concert's going to be kind of broadcast from there. Well, and when we say that there's a huge screen on the (laughs) side of the building, it's essentially the entire side of the building that is a screen because I live, I don't know, maybe what would you say, 10 miles Mm -hmm. off of the strip in the suburbs, I can see clear as day. I can see what is on the side of Resorts World from one of the parks near my house. That's insane. Like, I could never, when we were standing there, we took the dog to the park and I looked down and I was like, what in the world is that? And I was flabbergasted yeah, that's that I could far. actually see what was on the side of Resorts World. You must have 2020 vision. I do. <laughs> see? <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be, well, then you can just sit in the park and watch the concert. How about that? There we that? go. I don't have to go to the strip. <laughs> but yeah, I bet the fireworks will be really cool from that park down here. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it seems like, you know, you'll be able to see it. You know, Las Vegas, if you've never been or you, you visit and you don't realize, very flat. So we can see far <laughs> at all times so it's cool because you can be on one side of town and see exactly what's going on right in the center of town so these fireworks will be visible to a lot of people and again that's at 11 p.m on the 4th of july las vegas celebrating entertainment is back and uh, it's quite evident that entertainment and Las Vegas is back. Uh, After, as we mentioned, it was a a jam-packed Memorial Day weekend. There were videos and pictures that we saw from pools and nightclubs. And I have mixed emotions about it, Dana. (laughs) I'm glad that people are back. But personally, I don't want to be like right in the middle of the madness. I mean, listen, it's all personal choice, right? And this was actually the video um, that we're going to talk about is actually from last like Friday night. The fourth, so it's the weekend after Memorial Day. So it wasn't even like I can only imagine Memorial Day was worse. But remember, we went to 100% capacity on June 1st. They waited till right after Memorial Day weekend. So this is like the clear picture of what Las Vegas is going to look like on a weekend and it was Omnia nightclub at Caesars Palace and they had one of their insta stories up and I said to Sean I was like you gotta see this but it was jam-packed people jumping up and down shoulder to shoulder the whole dance floor packed and I was like wow that's a lot and it's weird it makes me like kind of I don't know. It just gives me a little anxiety, but I I know so many people are thrilled about it. And if everyone's there, not everyone, but the people who were there, then they're fine with it. Well, for me, it's got nothing even to do with coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I think it's just the idea of being in like the middle of a dance floor at a nightclub with a sea of people surrounding you and it's all hot and sweaty and you're getting jostled around. Yeah. I'm just too old for that. Well, yeah, that was never enticing, right? To begin with. (laughs) And then you add on coronavirus and no masks and all that. And you're like, wow. Um, All right. It's a lot to process, but it's allowed. We're doing well and we'll see what happens. It's happening. (laughs) Give me a table and bottle service any day. Exactly. But it is interesting. It is weird to look at those things and feel differently after this year has gone by where we would never even think about it in the past. You know, so we compare an absolutely jam-packed nightclub with a jam-packed arena, Mm -hmm. which we've seen as the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs goes on. T-Mobile Arena, where the Golden Knights play, 
is back to full capacity with no masks mm -hmm. for people who are vaccinated. And I've that day not gave me goosebumps mm -hmm. to see yeah. the entire arena packed again. I know. See, that didn't, and, and I thought that was great. That didn't bother me. You know why? Because it's so open and airy. And right. I don't know. It's just a little bit different. But boy, it did give so many people, you're right, chills. I mean, just hearing the crowd, seeing the pictures, and the Golden Knights tweeting out a picture just the other night when the arena was full at 18,081 guests at the game. And... They were like, this is insane. The crowd's going wild. And that was the night that one of our players had a hat trick. Yes. <laughs> and all the hats got thrown on the ice. And I was listening to the commentators, and they were saying, well, usually they would donate those hats. But now with the whole COVID thing, I don't know what they'll do with them. So how things have changed, you know, because you can't, you know, with someone else was wearing it, you can't pass it on and that kind of thing. But even, but anyway, there were so many hats on the ground because it was full again. It was. And there were some celebrities in the crowd. We saw Mr. Las Vegas himself, Wayne Newton, who was side by side with Lil John. Oh, yeah. It's always a fun picture moment. It is. Those two seem like they're, they're buddies, don't they? Yes. It's a strange pairing from the outside, but you know. And the hometown tennis star, Andre Agassi, was also there. Mm -hmm. He was putting out Twitter videos about how excited he was to be in the crowd and all the excitement that was there. So we love seeing our celebrities, our, our local celebrities, getting in on all the Golden Knights action. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that does feel good to see that. Uh, something else that's happening this weekend, and I'm talking about, because it depends when you're listening, so the weekend may have passed for you or you're listening on the weekend, but Virgin hotel is doing finally a big unstoppable weekend that's what they're calling it and sir richard branson is coming into town and they have christina aguilera performing flow rider and mix master mike and that took place on thursday june 10th it kind of kicks off the weekend celebration and then they have all these different things planned the whole weekend so that'll be a four-day weekend that is Kind of the official grand opening, I guess, of Virgin, even though we had like the doors opening uh, kind of mm -hmm. celebration. And this is, you know, obviously the guy at the head of the, the Virgin brand is yeah. coming into town for this one. And listen, we're hoping that this will do something for that property because all we're hearing is that the casino floor is a ghost town on the weekends. We hate to see it. We hate to hear it because we want every property to do well. We love all our friends and, and family members that work there. We have a lot of people that we know that work at Virgin that were either working at the Hard Rock before or got a new job at Virgin. And we want the property to do well. It just seems like... It hasn't had the best start. Yeah, I, I think that from what I've heard from you know, some insiders over there is that there are still some some wrinkles that need to be ironed out, mm -hmm. and hopefully they are things that need to that can be ironed out and you know mm -hmm. smooth sailing. We've also heard that there are big groups of people coming in from out of town for this uh, opening four day extravaganza. Right. There are a lot of things planned, and I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, I did a story on that Aaliyah Beach Club, and that's the pool area that seems really cool. That's kicking off this weekend as well, so it's it's outside of the actual resort's pool. It's kind of the private day club area, and they're going to do some events at night. Two things I have heard great things about, uh, the Shag Room, 
where Sky D. Miles performs and a bunch of other entertainers. Apparently, she brings the house down over there, and, and that's a really cool lounge atmosphere. And then the steakhouse everyone's raving about, too. Yeah, uh, Sky D. Miles, who you just mentioned, you may uh, recognize her from Rose Rabbit Lie, which yeah. was over at the Cosmopolitan. That was kind of the uh, dinner in a show, kind of a cabaret mm-hmm. vibe. You would go in for dinner, they'd have live performers throughout the entire venue, and Sky was one of the featured performers at Rose Rabbit Lie. That venue was a casualty of, you know, the pandemic that shut down yeah. uh so far we have not heard that it's coming back Mm-mm. but sky fortunately was able to you know get a great gig over at the shag room and and we've talked with people who say <laughs> like she makes that place she does she's amazing she's she amazing. pretty much she makes any room that she, she walks into doesn't she yeah she's an amazing singer amazing performer and she just uh, her personality is is something that makes everyone Puts everyone in a good mood. It's a good night out. We need to put Sky on our Vegas revealed guest list. We, we do. need to sit down with Sky we and do. have a good chat. She's she's a riot, and she is super super talented. Very. So. Um, something else announced is Electric Daisy Carnival. That's back on now. It was never off, but it was postponed, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been postponed a couple times. I believe it was set for uh, the spring, and they had to move it back and it was kind of indefinitely postponed and now they have just announced dates in October the 22nd, 23rd, 24th and that is happening once again up at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway and if you're not familiar with the uh, Electric Daisy Carnival EDC as it's known it's this essentially a massive rave with some of the biggest DJs in the world But there is this festival kind of carnival environment that is created around these electronic music sets by these famous DJs. And it really is a unique and one of a kind experience. Yes. And you know what? I'm just going to admit I've never been. It is one thing that I have not been to as long as I've lived here in Las Vegas. Um, Doesn't appeal to me, but I totally get that it appeals to a lot of people. And we see the masses come in for this. It's huge. And people have been waiting and holding their breath going, please don't cancel EDC. We want, you know, we want another one. They love it in Las Vegas. Uh, we have the Motor Speedway is a great location. Yeah, I, I there were two separate years that I went. And I mean, we're talking about, I think, 300,000 people across those three days who come in for for this incredible music event and it really is an environment of like it's almost kind of a a modern Woodstock Mm -hmm. I would say like people are there for for friendship for love like there's just a good vibe right around the whole experience but it is I mean it starts at (laughs) I think nine or ten o'clock at night and then it goes all night long and so people are coming back if you're staying on the strip while it's going on in October, you're going to be going down for breakfast and these people in their furry boots and tutus are going to be coming back from their night of partying. No, it's true. So the one thing I, I've never actually been, but the one thing that I did do is I worked as a morning news anchor for many, many years here in town and our live helicopter shot every Monday morning after EDC 
was exactly that. We would go overhead and you'd see all the outfits, the slow roll. Some people maybe taking a nap near their car before uh-huh. they pull out and go home. The yep. little campers, uh, the whole nine. And it was uh, fun to watch. <laughs> it, it is an interesting sightseeing uh, experience for those not taking part. And, and the fashion changes, but a lot of it does stay the same. And you're right. The furry boots seem to be a, a staple. I know. I don't know <laughs> what it is about the furry boots. Listen, and I'm glad they're having it in October. Remember for a, a few years they had it in the summer. Well, they it bumped it up hot. to May. Oh, yeah. It was too hot. Well, it, you're right. It was originally in uh, June or June, July, yeah. I think, and then June. And then they moved it uh, up to May. And then... Obviously, now they couldn't do it in May, so they pushed it back to October. Good. Yeah, I think that'll be best for everyone. So welcome back, EDC. The lineup is huge. Um, Three days of good old music. What did you call it? Love and friendship. Love and friendship. And I'm going to add a and dot, dot, dot. (laughs) You fill in your own. Fill uh, in your own. Adjectives, verbs, phrases, whatever you want. Hey, uh, you know, Allegiant Stadium, we've talked a lot about Allegiant Stadium, and they are getting ready to rock Mm -hmm. with one of the most classic bands that there is, Dana. Effin' rock. Effin' rock. And listen, we are just reading the press release. That's what the press release says, and that's what they are saying, too. I was like, wait, am I reading this right? They're going all in to basically say, hey, we are ready to effin' rock. It's Guns N' Roses playing... Allegiant Stadium, uh, and this has just come out within the past couple days that this concert is going on. And I mean, <laughs> you can't really say anything bad. Guns N' Roses has an incredible music library. They're an iconic band, and it's going to be the first rock show that takes place at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, and if you read the first line of the release, it says... The iconic rock legends, Guns N' Roses, will be the first rock band ever to bring live effing rock and roll to Allegiant Stadium when their U.S. tour comes to Las Vegas August 27th. Welcome to the jungle. (laughs) Ah, some good ones. Yeah, that was my November Rain reference at the beginning of the show. I'm sure (laughs) some picked up on it, some didn't. I don't know. And apparently... Van Halen's son is opening for them. Yeah, Wolfgang Van Halen, Wolfie. He's the son of uh, Eddie Van Halen and Valerie Bertinelli. And Valerie Bertinelli is, I think, Wolfie's biggest cheerleader. (laughs) She does pretty regular uh, cooking segments on the Today Show. Mm -hmm. And whenever she goes on there, she always makes sure to put in a plug for Wolf. Oh, I love that. And he's great. I did hear him perform only because I saw the clips going around. I think he was either on Good Morning America or Today Show, one of those. And I listened and I was like, wow, he's getting and he's getting rave reviews for this album that's coming out. Yeah. And th- I, I believe this is his first solo album. And they are in the in the music world. People are just saying that it, it he's phenomenal. So opening for Guns N' Roses, that is a massive high profile gig for him that mm-hmm. is likely going to, you know, yeah. just push him to the next level. Exactly. And tickets for that go on sale June 12th at 10 a.m. gunsandroses.com. Uh one of our longtime Las Vegas headliners, Mac King. Completely opposite from Guns N' Roses. Completely <laughs> opposite. This is like taking a total left turn. <laughs> 
Mac King is a magician. He does comedy too. Uh, he, for years, he has done a show here in Las Vegas, and he has uh, just moved his Las Vegas strip home to a new venue. That's right. He's going to the Excalibur, and I love that they're pushing it. They're saying he's now got the keys to the castle, you know, because the Excalibur's oh, castle. Yeah, got the keys to the that's castle. That's appropriate. He's like he's <laughs> like their resident Merlin. There you go. And it starts June twenty second. And the great thing about Matt King is it's a great show for all ages, and it's at one and three p.m. And listen, Mac has no problem saying he is proud of those showtimes because he gets to spend time with his family in the morning and then have dinner with them as well. He loves it. And that's a rarity for Las Vegas entertainers Mm -hmm. to be able to spend that kind of time, essentially normal hours. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and sometimes, you know, you're in Las Vegas and and you have the kids or whatever, and you want something to do at 1 or 3 p.m. Yep. So he's perfect for that. Uh, Super talented. Great guy. Congratulations to Matt King. I assume they weren't opening his room at Harrah's where he was before, but I'm not sure about that. But I'm glad that he found a new home. Yeah. Uh, America's Got Talent Live. Of, of course, America's Got Talent is the the big reality competition show on NBC. Uh, the prize for a lot of the winners of that show is to come to Las Vegas. Some have uh, gotten residencies out of their wins yeah. talking about Terry Fader who was a longtime mm-hmm. uh Las Vegas headliner who was a winner of America's Got Talent Shin Lim over at the Mirage who performs now with regular dates also from America's Got Talent Piff the Magic Dragon right another Vegas headliner who was on America's Got Talent Matt Franco Matt Franco as well, yes. Yeah, and we just saw him. He's incredible. It's so great. And so America's Got Talent Live is this ongoing variety show of personalities that you have seen on the NBC reality competition show who are going to be performing here in Las Vegas over at the Luxor on a regular basis. And uh, this show has just been announced. They've done some, some of the America's Got Talent Live touring shows that have come through Las Vegas before where they've done I don't know maybe five dates or so in Las Vegas and then moved on to another city but this is going to be a a sit down show Uh, Simon yes there have been amazing acts right here on this stage that have actually taken over Las Vegas yeah you go down that strip now it's like every billboard is someone you know, from this show now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And in addition to that, in November, uh, America's Got Talent opens in Vegas at the Luxor Theatre. Yeah. Yeah. AGT takes over the strip at Luxor. It's for real. You can watch on your TV and then come to Las Vegas and see your favorite entertainers. Even, uh, Dana, your buddy, Vicky Barbalak. Oh, I love her. The comedian. She's, She's my from favorite. America's Got Talent. Oh, that's right. That's exciting. And it really is going to be a, a great show. And it's a great platform for uh, a lot of the entertainers that we mm-hmm. see on that show. So looking forward to uh, AGT live in Las Vegas. And you know what else is live in Las Vegas is a convention. It's been a while. Well, a big convention. We've had some smaller conventions, but a convention at our new convention center and old convention center coming together. We're super excited to have the World of Concrete in town because that means 
things are a changing. Yeah, and you might hear that the world of concrete and be like, what? I mean, but think about how many things around the world <laughs> are made of concrete. Are made of concrete. This is what we live on, and we build. We watch all these things go up all the time, and we're like, couldn't be possible without concrete. <laughs> right, and it, so I've just got to say, this is a, t- a, a total tangent, but okay. it's got to do with concrete. Uh, Dana and I were out uh, shooting some video for another mm-hmm. project that we were working on through our company, Insightful Media, and it was on a construction site, and they had these prefabricated concrete walls that were being lifted into place by a crane, and then these walls would be bolted together, and you do that a few times over, and all of a sudden you have an office building. It's incredible, right? To watch it all go down and how it's done? Yeah, so we went and shot some video, got some time lapse of this whole thing happening, um, but that is an example of some of the innovation that is on display at the World of Concrete convention, which, as Dana mentioned, is the first big convention that we've had back here in Las Vegas. A really exciting moment when they cut the ribbon on the new convention center that you and I have talked about for months now, because every time I drive by, I'm always amazed at how beautiful <laughs> it is. And I'm like, we need to use this thing. Well, finally... They are doing that. And they had a ribbon cutting. Our governor was at the ribbon cutting. And, you know, it was interesting to listen to him speak about this moment that we're in right now. So let's let's take a listen. This is the first major trade show to return to the state of Nevada since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic 16 long months ago. The World of Concrete is the first major trade show to take place in the United States since the start of the pandemic. Throughout the pandemic, we've had to make some really difficult decisions, some that kept me up at night. Decisions that affected people's lives and livelihoods. But as I said recently, every difficult decision was rooted in the long-term strategy for economic recovery, which has led us to where we are today. So this was at the West Hall expansion uh, ribbon-cutting to celebrate the opening and the welcoming, I guess, of our first big convention here in Las Vegas in quite some time. And construction started on that West Hall in 2018 and finished despite COVID. So it was a big deal to get this done. Yeah, that's a massive deal. And just to kind of give you an idea, if you're not from Las Vegas, of how important convention business is for Las Vegas... Pretty much everything that you see on the Las Vegas Strip, the attractions, the massive hotel casinos, the the entertainment that we have, the dining that we have, that can't be sustained without convention business. We wouldn't be able to have all that Las Vegas has with just leisure travel. No. It, It's the business travel that makes everything here possible because that's what fills in the blanks between weekends. Well, and it's true. And I think a lot of cities have, you know, like if you're going there, people will be like, well, the weekday rates are great and the weekends are high. But here, you never know. It really depends when a convention's in town. Because I've had people, family and friends write me and going, what is going on on Tuesday, June 11th, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, well, there must be a big convention. Let me look. And that's how, you know... We, yeah, keep going during the week. Yeah, and when we have the Consumer Electronics Show 
that comes back into town or when we have the uh, National Association of Broadcasters show back in town or SEMA, which is the big automotive convention. Those are huge events that mm-hmm. bring in hundreds of thousands of people and really fuel the economy. So conventions are back. We're happy to see that. And uh, the West Hall, they're kind of being put through their paces with actual convention traffic over there, Dana. I know. And finally, the boring company Vegas Loop is open. And I was looking at some videos on social media of people actually down there and using it. And that's exciting, too, because that also opened during COVID. Yeah. And this is that tunnel system that we've talked about that uh, Elon Musk's uh, company built that has those autonomous Teslas that zoom people back and forth from the convention hall to convention hall uh, in these cars through the tunnels. Pretty cool. Yeah, and someone I was following on Twitter uh, that writes for the Review Journal, which is our newspaper here, did mention that the LVCVA CEO, Steve Hill, apparently said it's going to be a few years until it will actually stretch all the way down to the Las Vegas Strip like we've talked about in the past. But they do expect it to happen and possibly if they can get a portion of the system open in a couple years, you know, they'll start to slowly do that. But I mean, you know, it's like a year or two here in Las Vegas is like flies by and then all of a sudden we have a full system. <laughs> That's true. So. I know. It's miraculous how how quickly things are built because our, you know, people work 24-7 to, to get things done around here. Uh, something that may not be a great time for people, Dana, is when they go to a Las Vegas Raiders game mm-hmm. over at Allegiant Stadium and they pull up to park their car and are hit with some pretty steep sticker shock. Parking at Allegiant Stadium has been a a hot topic. It's always been something that people have wondered about because there's not tons of area and space around the stadium. And I know hardcore football fans love to tailgate, so they've all been asking and wondering for a couple years now, where are we going to gather and tailgate and, you know, pregame, as you call it? Right, and so... There are some uh, pictures that are being circulated on social media right now that that show the the parking prices for the lots that are in the immediate uh, Mm -hmm. that have immediate access to Allegiant Stadium. And I mean, these lots, Dana, that are the closest are one hundred dollars per event to park your car. That's in addition to a ticket price. Uh, $100, $90, $80. Those are the lots that are the closest. Um, Then we go down to $50, $45, um, really $40, the cheapest parking price. You probably got to walk pretty far, right? (laughs) Yeah, for some of those, it's not even immediate access. Um, It looks like the oversized vehicle lot is going to be $250. Per event. So the oversized vehicle, that's like if you're like rolling in in your camper? Yeah, so don't don't take the Winnebago (laughs) to the Raiders game. Keep it down at Circus Circus and Uber up the street, right? (laughs) Right. But there are going to be other lots that will have shuttles. So you could park at another lot, take a shuttle, and I'm assuming it'll probably drop you off right in front. So that's, you know, might be an option. And others... You know, we'll find unique ways on how to get around it. That's right. And one thing that is pretty cool, uh, I believe that Mandalay Bay 
is planning on kind of being the tailgate headquarters, Mandalay Bay and Luxor uh, being the tailgate headquarters for the Las Vegas Raiders games because Hacienda is the street that uh, there's a, an overpass over the 15 freeway yep. that divides uh, Mandalay Bay from Allegiant Stadium. And from what I've heard, uh, Hacienda, that bridge, the roadway, is going to be shut down to uh, motor traffic mm. on game days. And that'll be used as a pedestrian bridge from Mandalay Bay. Perfect. They're actually building some exits right now out of the casino directly onto uh, Hacienda so that people can party over at Mandalay Bay, pregame over there, walk across the bridge, and essentially be right at the front door of Allegiant Stadium. That's a great idea. Yeah, that that and that's the thing is like say what you will, but our stadium is set up differently. <laughs> and you know, it makes us unique. I feel like Las Vegas never does it like everyone else does it. And it may cost more <laughs> sometimes, but there's other ways. You have to get creative figure out your thing. But if you want to park close and you want to be immediately right there, you're going to have to pay around a hundred bucks. Well, and, and here's the deal. Even with uh, T-Mobile Arena, that's an arena that was plopped right down in the middle of existing casinos. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. How are people going to get in and out of games? Where are people going to park? Well, they've come up with some, with a pretty, I mean, I would say squeaky clean system to get people in and out of games utilizing parking garages up and down the strip and they've really done a a great job and the traffic management before and after Mm -hmm. the games is is spot on so hopefully we'll see that kind of thing at allegiant stadium too so that brings us to our weekly poll our exclusive weekly poll i should say We asked, and you have responded to our exclusive Vegas Revealed Weekly Poll. It always sounds so important, doesn't it, It does, so important. It's the sound (laughs) effects. Uh. So in light of the parking prices that we just talked about, we asked in our exclusive Vegas Revealed Weekly Poll, how much would you be willing to pay for parking at a major Las Vegas event. Your options are zero, 10 to $25, 25 to $50, or 50 to $100. And we will throw in the caveat that we know we just mentioned prices that are even higher than $100. Exactly. But, you know, we just launched this poll and already we've got close to 200 votes. So it'll be there for a little while longer and there'll probably be more votes. So when you see the results on Twitter, these results might change slightly. But for right now, we have 42% saying zero, 46% saying 10 to $25, 10% saying they're willing to spend 25 to 50, and 2% saying 50 to 100 bucks. But the responses are what I love because we have a variety. We do. Uh, Chris J says that a rideshare or taxi is the way to go. Okay. I would happen to agree with that. If yeah. you can find somewhere, you know, somewhere else near the strip to park and then, you know, take an Uber or a Lyft but and that, get there. Yeah. And hopefully our rideshare service will be better than it is now currently. Well, hopefully. It's been but struggle. Even on game days, you might be subject to surge pricing, mm-hmm. which would get you close to what, you know, the 
parking prices might be. Right. Then we've got Behind the Badge who says, for what we pay for the event itself, they should pay us to park. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he thinks like I should park for free and they should hand me a, a voucher for a free beer just because I you know bought tickets to the game. I like that. It's not how it works. Sorry, Behind the Badge, but good idea. Yeah. Jerry Lambert says, I guess it depends on the event, but I'd pay $40 probably just for the convenience of okay. it. Yeah, that makes sense. Matt Johnson says $25, but only only if it's a fair like walking distance from the car to the arena. So if he feels like it's worth it, you know, and it's close enough, then he'll pay the 25 bucks. And Rock Boy says park somewhere free and just walk. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that live here have figured that out when it remember when everything went paid parking when I'm talking about like MGM and Caesars, everyone would kind of figure out their free spot to park and then just walk to whatever paid resort it was right, yeah. yeah i know a lot of people that would park at the tropicana and walk over to mgm grand and that kind of thing all right let's get to our tips because we're talking about allegiant stadium and i wanted to mention a couple things going on and one of them actually does include allegiant stadium and it's about jobs they are doing in-person hiring events starting june 6th to June 27th on Sundays and Thursdays. I know a lot of people out there that live in Las Vegas, uh, also that listen and want to move to Las Vegas or looking for jobs. So Sundays and Thursdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., you can actually go to Allegiant Stadium for these hiring events where they can meet you in person Instead of, you know, going online, sending it in, waiting to hear back, you can just go in, meet them, show off your personality, and see where you stand. Yeah, and it, it looks like the departments that they're hiring for, the custodial jobs, parking and transportation, security, food services. So there are a lot of jobs that are going to need to be filled to pull off all of these game days and events that are going to be happening at Allegiant Stadium. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great opportunity, but that's not even the end of the list as far as jobs that are available in Las Vegas. That's right. Another location on the Strip that is having a job fair fashion show Las Vegas, and that's our mall that sits right across from the Wynn Las Vegas. Listen, they're looking to fill over 300 positions so they've got jobs at, you know, Sephora, Nordstrom, Macy's, some of the restaurants, Strip Burger, El Segundo Sol, and they're looking for people to get back to work. So they are having an event June 22nd, and that's from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. You can go. It's over in the Great Hall at the fashion show Las Vegas. Again, June 22nd, 3 to 7, if you're interested in a job over at fashion show. Those are good tips. Get people back to work. Uh, my tip this week is if you are coming into Las Vegas from out of town, or maybe you live here and just don't know about this, there is a live entertainment venue off the strip. It's called The Space. It was created by uh, an entertainer named Mark Chinook, who came to Las Vegas to perform in the show Rock of Ages when that was running over at the Venetian. He yeah. was a cast member in he that was, show. He was great in that. <laughs> oh, so hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he has since, after that show closed, he stayed in town and he has now become just a fixture in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. in the sports and entertainment communities. He's the in-arena host for the, the Golden Knights now. Um, but Mark created uh, The Space, which, as I mentioned, is a performance venue. My tip is to check out what The Space LV 
has going on because it's a great option for off-strip entertainment. I was just there for uh, Monday's Dark, which is the charity show that's put on every other week Mm -hmm. over at The Space. And it's just so incredible. We have so many local entertainers who donate their time and their talent to put on these shows and they're one of a kind. They're shows that you would never see anywhere else. Well, and the great thing about some of those events too is if you want to see a variety of entertainment, it's not just like going in, in one person's, you know, headlining the show. You get to see a variety of entertainers sing, you know, maybe a song or two, right? Yeah. Or, or perform with, you know, maybe just music or... Right. And it's, a, I mean, the ticket prices are extremely reasonable, too. You can get $20 tickets, $40, $50 tickets. So it's a great option, uh, you know, in contrast to what you can get on the Las Vegas Strip. Um, But at this Monday's Dark show that I was uh, just at recently, they were celebrating the music of Marvin Gaye. Oh, that's great. So just incredible music to begin with. But then about halfway through the show, it was a surprise to the 150 people in the audience. Marvin Gaye's sister was in the crowd and she got up on stage and talked about her brother's legacy and a new book that she just has out. I'm here to represent him, so I'm carrying that torch. And you know what's so neat about the tribute to Marvin along with I Care for Kids is that this year reigns 50 years of what's going on. And he was nominated and voted in you know, received from Rolling Stone, the number one album, what's going on was the number one album of all times. So this is going to be thank you. You gotta talk about this. I wrote a book. I've been holding this story in just about all my life. And this story is about my family. It's my memoirs, which includes my brother, of course, because we grew up together, it was four of us and two girls and two boys. And I'm the last one left. I just lost my sister last month. So they all left me. I'm like, okay, guys, what y'all want me to do? But I'm gonna do it. So my book, I'm donating this book to I Care For Kids. And if any of you guys interested in it, you can go on Amazon and it's called, it's real easy, My Brother Marvin. That's the only game. That is so cool. And that definitely goes along with the, you know, Las Vegas theme of when you go somewhere, you never know who's going to turn up. You don't. It's so true. Sounds like a great event. Yeah. Like you mentioned, they do a lot there. Again, it's thespacelv.com. Man, another packed show. It just seems like the list keeps going on and on. Had one of our listeners, our our, our loyal listeners from Germany, write me and say he's enjoying listening to everything going on in Las Vegas because they now are just starting to really open up vaccines for people over the age of 18. So, so many, you know, countries are behind what we're doing here in the United States. Uh, I feel thankful. I feel thankful to live in Las Vegas where we're back open and getting back to business. But uh, some different places around the world are struggling. And so, you know, at least we give them the podcast to listen to and and it feels, you know, bright and sunny. Yes, well, (laughs) and it's something to look forward to. I know that, you know, when you're living in that situation where things aren't fully opened yet, um, it, it's happening. Just stick with yeah. it. 
stay safe and Vegas is on the horizon. I know. And, you know, we did see the resorts world in Malaysia is closing for three months because, you know, COVID. And so anyway, we are thankful. Thank you for listening to Vegas Revealed. Go to our show notes. We've got a link to Vegas Revealed merchandise and Las Vegas merchandise, T-shirts, tank tops, uh, onesies, the whole nine. And we do hope you have a great, fabulous week. And we'll talk to you next week on episode 73. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day. Let's go to Vegas. We'll stay up all night. Let's go to Vegas.